Good morning, everybody. Welcome, everybody. We're still on our series of Parables with Jesus. This is episode seven. And if you've been following, thank you. Uh, 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 I'm glad you, you, you've watched them all. If you haven't watched them all, go back and watch some more and share them. Amen. And today, today's is, is the parable of the prodigal son. So we're going to go to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15, verse 11 through 31. All right. And, and we've, been, we've just been having so much fun and, and learning the parables with Jesus. What Jesus is saying, all these parables is what Jesus is talking about, what Jesus is actually speaking. Amen. And so I, I, I'm just glad you're tuning in. If you're tuning in, listen, pay attention. God has a message for you. All right. This is not a coincidence. If somebody sent you this video, this is not a coincidence. God wants to speak to you. Amen. So pay attention. God has a blessing for you. Amen. But before we get into the word, let us pray. Dear God, we just want to thank you for everything that you're doing, Lord God. We, we thank you for this beautiful day, Lord God, and, and, and just giving us another breath of life this morning, Lord God. We praise you. We honor you, Lord God, and we want to hear from you, Lord God. You, we know that you have something that we need, Lord God. And Lord, so open up our ears, our minds, our hearts, our bodies, our souls, Lord God, to be able to receive from you, Lord God, that nothing takes away what you want to give to us today, Lord God no distractions or anything, Lord God. Lord, we want to hear from you. In your precious name, amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. All right, Luke chapter 15, verse 11. And this is Jesus talking right here, all right? Now, I want you to understand there's three things, okay? I want you to understand this story points out three big things, okay? The first one is a son that gets lost in sin, okay? The second one is a merciful, forgiving, and loving father. And then the third one, a resentful and jealous son. So this story is gonna point out two sons and a father, okay? And one of them gets lost. And the, and the second son is, a res, is resentful and jealous. And then the father, a merciful, forgiving, and loving father. Okay? So let's go to verse 11. Watch this. Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth and wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of the country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death? I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. 
So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. Then son said to, to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. And we're going to stop it right there. Because I want to explain something to you. See, the younger son wanted his inheritance. He was full of pride and, and temptation was over him. He lusted for the things of the world and, and he went to his father and said, Give me what is mine. Give me what belongs to me. Give me what my inheritance. Just like today, that inheritance is not customable until after you die. But he's like, I want what is mine. I want it now. I know what I'm doing. I know what I want. I know what I'm going to do. So just give me what's mine and let me be. Let me go. Right? See, he lusted after the things of the world. So his father gave it to him. He got it. And he went. He went to a far country, it said. And there he wasted all his money he wasted everything he was probably buying beers for everybody he was having a good time partying had all his friends around him and everything and he's paying for everything just living it up it's funny how how there's always people so-called friends that are around you when you have all this and you're giving them they're always taken and taken and taken from you but yet when he lost it all there's no one to be found to help him. Right? See, some of those are not friends. People that just take, 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 take from you are not friends. A friendship is a give and take, back and forth. Friends add value to your life. People that always take from you are just leeches. Blood-sucking leeches, right? They drain you. And so he squandered, the Bible says he squandered all his money and he didn't have nothing. And see, and, and then there was a famine. And so he went and he worked for this guy feeding the pigs. See, the Bible says that pride comes before a fall. I know what I'm doing. I know what I want. I know what, I, what, what, what I'm going to do. Don't tell me anything. Right? That's pride. I know it all. That's pride. See, this young man was full of himself. Full of pride. So, it's the same thing as saying, Hey, I'm just going to try these drugs. But, you know, I'm, I'm not really a druggie. I'm not an addict. I'm just going to gamble a little bit, but I'm not going to waste all my money. I'm, I'm, I'm not addicted to it. I'm just going to drink every night a little bit, but I'm not an alcoholic. I, I can stop whenever. Right? I'm just going to go party here a little bit and, and do this and do that. Things that I know I'm not supposed to be doing, but I'm okay because I got it under control. It doesn't control me. See, we tend to always fall into sin because we think that we can control the sin. And we run after the sin, and then we find ourselves 
with some stinking muddy pigs down in the mud. And we lose it all. See, that's pride. When you think you know better, when somebody warns you and you, they, and you think you know better, that's pride. Right? So he was looking at the pigs and he's like, man, these pigs have it better than I do right now. Are you looking at the pigs? Hmm. Maybe you're not there yet. I know I've been there, down in the mud and the dirt and everything with the pigs, amen? And but, but check this out, this is what he says. He came to his senses. That means he talked to himself. He came to realize that, wait a minute, why am I down here in the slums and the dirt and the, with the dirty pigs? I don't have nothing to eat. I don't have no friends. I don't have no money. I don't have anything. I've lost it all. I've squandered it. I've lost it all. Why am I here? My father, he has servants and his servants are eating way better than I am right now. Why, what am I doing here? Right? He came to the realization. See? He was digging and digging himself into a hole, right? Just like the prodigal son, sin left him in the, in the mud, in the dirt, and the disgusting pigs. He wanted to enjoy a sinful pleasure of the world. But a moment of sinful pleasure always leaves you with a lifetime of pain. Let me say that again. He wanted to enjoy the sinful pleasures of the world. But a moment of sinful pleasures with the world will always leave you with a lifetime of pain. It will scar you. When you think you know more than God and think, oh, I can just do a little bit of this and then oh, I'll be fine. Right? They say, don't play with fire because you're going to get burned. You start with a little drug and then you, all of a sudden, you're hooked and hooked and hooked and hooked and then you have nothing to show for. And it destroys your life. Right? Or, or maybe uh, uh, as a, a married person, you might be flirting with somebody and, and you're like, well, it's just a playful, playful thing. It, it's, it's no big deal. And then it leads to more and more and more. Be careful with the temptations. Amen? Be alert of those things. Now, the good thing is that once you come to your realization, maybe you're in that spot right now where you don't like where you're at. You're in the mud. You're with the pigs. You hate what you have done with your life. You don't like it. You're looking around and you're around pigs. And I'm not talking about your friends. Maybe. That's up to you to decide. I'm talking about your sins. See, they leave you down in the mud. 
If that is you, if that is you right now, if you're tired of what you're in, if you're tired of that, the good news is that there is a loving father waiting for you with his open arms to grab you and hug you and kiss you and celebrate. Right? See, he's not one of them people that say, oh, I told you so. Oh, I knew you shouldn't have done that. Oh, what, what did I say? See, I told you. No, he's not like that. Now, your friends might be like that. Your family might be like that. But God is not like that. He is a loving, forgiving, awesome father. He, he sees you coming back to his home. And he runs towards you, hugs you with open arms and kisses you and loves you. He's happy for you to return. If that's you, God is waiting for you to come home. Amen. Will you come home? God is saying. He's waiting for you. He is waiting for you, patiently waiting for you to come to your senses, to realize, to come home. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Watch this, watch this. Let's go to verse 22. Watch this. Because this is what God, the good father, the good loving father, watch this. This is what he does, all right? He not only uh, welcomes you with an open arms and hugs you and kisses and celebrates, but watch what he does. He goes beyond. Watch this. This is amazing. Verse 22. Watch this. Right? So he's like, I'm sorry, Dad. Uh, uh, forgive me. I'm not even be worthy to be called your son. Just let me be one of your servants, right? That's, that's what he's telling his dad. He's like, sorry, Dad. You know, all these things. But watch what his dad does. Watch what the God the Father does. Watch this. Verse 22. The Father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Yeah, that fat, juicy one right there. The one that we've been waiting, you know, the one that we've been plumping up, that fat, juicy one right there. Yeah, let's get that one. We're about to have some steaks, baby. Check this out. Right? Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they begin to celebrate. Right? Right? Check that out. Right? Oh, they're going to have some juicy steaks. I mean, it's too bad for that fatted calf. He probably thought he was the king, getting all fed up all the time. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm the chosen one. You're the chosen one. You are. But, so they begin to celebrate. Now, five things that happened right here. Five things. Check this out. If you paid attention, five things. One was a robe. Right? The father gave him a robe. The second one was a ring. And then shoes, sandals. And then they sacrificed the calf. And then they celebrated. It was a feast. Five things. The robe is a sign of royalty and covering upon his life. Hmm. He put a robe. So see, when you come to, to God, he doesn't 
tell you about the things that of your past. He didn't care. You, you notice how the father didn't care. He didn't say, where have you been? What have you been doing? No, 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 no. He said, my son is back. And he began to celebrate. Not only did he celebrate, but he put a robe on him. Right? It is a sign of royalty. He said, this is not a servant. This is royalty. He's a son of mine. And he is covered by me. Thank you, Jesus. And then he put a ring on him. See, a ring signifies a sign of authority and power of attorney. Hmm. See, he put a ring on him so that everyone knows that, listen, he belongs to me. He has all authority that I'm giving him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you're coming back to God right now, he's putting a ring on you. He's putting a robe on you. When he puts that ring on you, that ring has a family emblem. It was kind of like a credit card. Everyone knew that sign of the ring. They would put it in wax and sign with it. And they would charge it to the father's account. You don't know how blessed you are. When you come to God, he puts a robe on you. He's protecting you. He is calling you royalty. And then he puts a ring on you. And he is saying, this is mine. He has power of attorney. He has rule over all the land. Amen. And then he gives them some shoes, some sandals. Right? Those sandals are to protect and guide your walk. God put some, some good shoes on you. God is protecting your walk. When you come back to him, he's saying, hey, listen, forget about the past. From now on, I'm protecting where you walk. You know where to find me. You know where you're at. You know how to walk. I'm protecting your feet from all the snakes that are trying to get you. All the sinful snakes that are trying to bite you. Thank you, Jesus. You have protection. You can walk all over them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Hmm. And then that fatted, juicy calf. See, that is a sacrifice. It is a call for forgiveness of sin, sins. It is a redemption. Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. He was the ultimate sacrifice for all humanity. He was the ultimate sacrifice from your sins, from my sins. Thank you, Jesus. And then a celebration of salvation. When you come to Christ, when you come to God, there is a celebration in heaven. There are angels rejoicing over one sinner that was lost. Thank you, Jesus. If you're coming to God right now, there is a rejoicing heaven. They are partying. They are living it up because you came back to your father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. See, our God goes beyond. Amen. He not only embraces you, but he blesses you. 
this guy, he's like, just let me be one of your servants. God said, no, 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 you are more than a servant. You are now my sons and daughters. Thank you, Jesus. You belong to royalty. Thank you, Lord. Yes, God. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now watch this. But what happened to the other son? Because I told you this was about three. Two sons, one father. What happened to the other son? Watch this. Let's go there real quick. Verse 25 through 31. Watch this. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he, because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I have slaved. I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. You never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, have come home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, watch what the father says. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now is found. Right? So check this out. What does that guy represent? The older son. The older son represents the good Christian that's been home and close to God all along. He represents that good Christian. See, right now, he was a good Christian, but not a good brother. There's a lot of good Christians, but are not good brothers to their brothers in Christ. You can be a good Christian and not be a good brother to your brother or sister in Christ. See, he became angry. He saw how uh, God the Father was blessing this one. And he became angry. These are the Christians that see somebody that comes to Christ and all of a sudden Christ is blessing their life and they get jealous. They get envious. They get angry because God is blessing them. And they say, God, I've been serving all this time. I've been here in the church. I've been putting up chairs. I've been doing all these things for you and I'm not getting blessed. Right? See, sometimes you can be in the church do all kinds of churchy things, but not have straight communication with your father. The father says, listen, don't get angry. You didn't ask me for anything. What do you want? Everything. See, this brother, this Christian already has the robe, the ring, everything. He's not just, but he's not using it. He's too caught up in the churchy things. Instead of in the true relationship with God the Father. What did God say? Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. I will give you the desires of your heart. Just like a father that I am, 
if I give one of my kids candy or soda or something and, and I bless them with something and another one gets angry for it because I didn't, but if they didn't ask, just ask of me. See, God is a good, loving father to all his children. You just got to communicate with him. Don't be overtaken by greed and all these things. Don't be overtaken about uh, uh, jealousy of what your brothers and sisters are getting blessed by. Rejoice with them. Rejoice with them. And know that the same God that blessed them is going to bless you abundantly. God's like, what do you want? Everything I have is yours. What do you want? Amen. If that's one of you, either the prodigal son, God is saying, come home. If you're the one that's been working, 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 and you're getting tired and jealous of other ones getting blessed, talk to God. Talk to him. Relationship. Communication is the key. Amen. Just, my, just like my wife, if she gets mad at me and I don't know what, what I did, how am I supposed to do it right? Talk to God. Don't get mad. Talk to God. When you see somebody getting blessed, be a good brother to them. Rejoice with them. Not only be a good Christian, be a good brother and sister and rejoice with them. Amen. I love it when my brothers and sisters are getting blessed, when they're winning in life, either in business or their walk or whatever. It blesses my heart because I know my father is good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you guys for watching this. Share it. I believe someone needs to hear it. Amen. And let us pray. Before we leave, let us pray. Dear God, we thank you, Lord God. Lord God, forgive us of our sins, Lord God. If we've been out there doing wrong, Lord God, not disobeying you, Lord God, forgive us, Lord God. We want to come back home, Lord God. And we know that you are a good father, Lord God. Redeem us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Give us a new walk and a new life, a new mindset to overcome all these addictions and desires, Lord God. I know that you are all powerful, Lord God. And when you put that ring on us, Lord God, you are giving us power and authority to walk all over these things. So we thank you for that, Lord God. We thank you for what you're doing. And Lord God, forgive us of any jealousy or malice or any envy that we have in our hearts, Lord God. That we may walk daily with gratitude, Lord God, towards you. And thanking you for everything that you're doing. Even the little things, Lord God. We thank you in your precious name. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great day. God bless. Until next time.